Pittsburgh, a city known for its brooding gothic horror. Between these three rivers flow rivers of blood, where they'll put french fries on your sandwich at Pramani Brothers or blood in your vodka at Elysium. This is the Stream of Blood podcast, and you're listening to Vampires of Pittsburgh, our ongoing Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle. I'm Jared Logan, the storyteller, and I'm joined by Thomas Middleditch as Miles Vanderbuck, Ross Bryant as Curtis Krieger, and Ashley Birch as Jen Brown. You can watch our game streamed every week at twitch.tv forward slash stream of blood. Drink deeply, my friends, and enjoy. Good evening, and welcome back to Stream of Blood. I'm your host and storyteller for the evening. My name is Jared Logan. Pittsburgh, Steel Town, City of Gothic Mystery. Tonight, we are going to see Pittsburgh's own son, Miles Vanderbuck, go on a semi-solo adventure. I'm really psyched for it. Miles Vanderbuck. Uh, AKA Thomas Middleditch. Are you ready to do this tonight? What do you think is going to happen? There's a miles has a, a sad, uh, history. Um, is he going to get some satisfaction tonight or is it going to continue down a road of tragedy and heartbreak? I'm not sure. We'll have to see. I'm not, I'm going to see exactly where this, what, what first thread of this sweater, which Weezer style I shall unravel that I am offered. Um, yeah, uh, all the threads are there. So let me know if you want to ignore the thread I proffer to you and go pull another one because okay, uh, that can happen on Stream of Blood where the players have actual free will and they're not on some sort of railroad. He said, <laughs> talking to you, running a railroad. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, to, uh, well, then riddle me this then. Jared, our Lord yes. of Ceremonies, uh, are we going to st- are we going are you going to in- kick this off by describing how uh, we've begun, or is it up to me? Oh, that's a very interesting uh, question. Uh, is that something you're interested in, in 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 describing how how the game begins tonight? I'm not sure if we. Well, hold on. I want to honor last session. I don't know if it le- if it sort of ended on a cliffhanger or something. It did, and. I have uh, news for everybody. That cliffhanger, though it is resolved in the minds of myself and Miss Ashley Birch, may not be resolved here in the show tonight. Oh. You have to tune in. Keep tuning in to find out what happened with all of that. Because tonight it's it's all about Miles Vanderbuck, baby. It's not about Jen Brown. Okay. Uh, Okay. Great. Well, uh, yeah, I think you should lay the scene. You should set the scene before I. In the scene I shall lay, and I banish, I banish Curtis Krieger for the time being. Yeah. Bring you back so <laughs> into the Phantom Zone with you. Oh, wait, I can yeah, do you're that. still here. It's like a news act. I got to do it. There. Yeah, I got to tear, you know, my my technical staff. I got to do everything myself around here. Push buttons, uh, use cyberspace. Okay. Um, the situation is this. Uh, you are in the U.S. Steel Building in Pittsburgh, city of gothic mystery. You have been called there by your adoptive sire, 
Miss Adelaide Ross, the Prince of Pittsburgh, a Malkavian, a uh, a style icon, uh, and a uh, dictator of the most insidious sort. And um, she has called you here uh, specifically for a meeting. Would you like to tell me anything about what, uh, how Miles arrives, what his attitude is when he arrives? Set, set, set the scene for your character, by all means. Well, I think by this time, now he's had a few meetings with Adelaide. Mm-hmm. And they all seem to be going... It, by way of kind of like uh, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. But I, he's not naive to think that she's plotting like next level chess. However, I think his desires are much more attainable, and what comes as a result, maybe he may be okay with it. I think he's probably okay. <laughs> Here's what he's done: he's got a meeting with the prince. He's done his version of dressing nice, so he's got like khakis on. <laughs> a button-up short sleeve and it's tucked in with a belt. Yeah. He's like not the way wearing Nance his used to make him dress for church. <laughs> yeah, he's not wearing his toque, his hat, I guess as Americans say. And he's just uh he's coming in and being on his best behavior. Um you you're on Elysium in a night where there is no blood raving going on. In fact, there's really nobody even in uh the bar or uh, there on the uh 60th floor. Um, and so uh, you have to climb the stairs, the lonely stairs, to uh, the chambers of the Prince of Pittsburgh. And uh, you recall that that takes you up. Uh, that that takes you up, up past the windows that you saw, uh, where you saw the original Prince plummet down in our first uh, session. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, you um, you climb the stairs, and when you get to the top, um, Adelaide is waiting and she is staring out the window that, uh, you guys threw, uh, an anarch vampire through in the first session. She's standing there. She's looking at it. The window of course has been repaired and she turns around and she says, miles, uh, miss Prince. Hi, you summoned me. Yes, I did. There was some trouble, um, and uh, Obadiah Griffin has been taken into custody. Yeah, I know bits and pieces of Obadiah, but wasn't he the, uh, I believe he's the CEO of Flocom. He is not the CEO. He does have some money in it. He controls it remotely. He's also the Ventru primogen of Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah, of course. And you were aware that the sheriff was going to move against him? Uh, no, not personally. You didn't know that Miss Brown and the sheriff had collected dirt on him and they were going to bring him before a Camarilla court? Uh, Miss Adelaide, Miss Prince, you you have a problem with someone who is circumnavigating the vampire laws to be brought to justice? No, I'm wondering why you didn't tell me, Miles. I'm hurt. Well, it's hard to know which which person to trust in this place. I mean, I'm not exactly... Uh, 
you know, friends with everybody. I mean, you've been good to me, Miss Prince. You've been great, but I figured, uh, what is your problem? Uh, to put it, to put it bluntly, she's very uh, annoyed and, and uh, upset uh, that you didn't tell her that you were going to move against the Ventru Primogen. So I right. need to know from Miles Vanderbuck what what he what he how, what's his response to that. Well, see, uh, I might not have Obadiah Griffin as someone on my nice list myself, personally. I've alluded to this in our previous meetings, Miss Prince, but there are some people who have done me wrong personally and the people that I love wrong personally. And Obadiah Griffin happens to be connected to that in some way. So if you have an issue with me writing my wrongs, then maybe we should discuss it. Um, when you say this, she smiles very wide. <laughs> you can see her, her fire <laughs> teeth uh, for a moment. Uh, and she's like, I'm the prince of the city. And if you're going to come at one of my lieutenants i expect to be informed well but don't worry you, you can make it up to me is your lieutenant did your lieutenant have something to do with denying my wife god bless her soul as i cry blood her health <laughs> insurance coverage and she was dying on that bed um I don't know that we have established that he did have something to do with her health insurance coverage, but he certainly, <laughs> he certainly. Flocom owns the, I know. Well, they do provide, they did provide your health insurance. Oh, maybe in I have ways. my lore incorrect. No, no, no. Actually, now that you say that, yeah, I mean, they, they're the company you worked for uh, technically and they were screwing over your union. So yeah. Oh, right. He, he did, he did. This a lot of good did All right. Over. Let me get my other connection. I have a, he's got a couple uh, vendettas, Miles does. Yes, there's a list. Yeah, yeah so, uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, did she, did he, he had something to do with, with, with dismantling the unit on the docks. A lot of good men lost their job because of that men who put in 40, 50 years on the on the docks. He got something to do with it. Do, do, do you? You have got to learn how to wage a vendetta. <laughs> Not every day. I could have helped you. No one likes Griffin. I'm just asking you to bring me in. That's all. Now, I'm about to give you an opportunity to make it up to me, Miles. Are you interested? Maybe. And he, out of his back pocket, (laughs) he pulls out one of those, like, brushes only a dad would have, where it's like you slide your hand into it, and it's, like, really coarse and bristly, and he, like, bristles his very short cropped hair. What are you doing? Make myself a little bit more presentable. I'm sorry I flew off the handle there. That's, you see how, you know, pulling out a brush like that sort of defeats. Never mind. Listen to me. We've been sifting through Obadiah's business and uh, have questions. Um, The shipping container at the Flowcom terminal at McKee's Rocks. I think you're familiar with the place? Yes. Yes. Well, the shipment was important enough that he was keeping this manifest. And she 
hand you a cargo manifest um, in his safe. Now, we don't know what it's for or why he was moving things in and out of a terminal, a cargo terminal, but I would like for you to go and find out what he was moving and report back. Uh, all right. So you want me to go? Where's this? Where's this safe located? Um, not his. No, no, no. The the, the manifest came from his safe. It's yes. uh, it just it, it's sort of like it, it's a. Um, it tells you where a cargo is moving from, like when to expect it. It's like you know your FedEx tracking number or whatever. Okay. Except you, yes, you have it in your hand. Wow, thanks for bringing a prop. And um, you you know from looking at it, because Miles has looked at a lot of these things, that this is a uh, manifest for a large shipping container that's been transported through a series of uh, locks and canals all the way from Detroit, then to Cincinnati, and then to Pittsburgh. So, And she wants me to track the shipping container down? Well, it's, she explains, it's in a, a Flowcom terminal. It's... Um, it's quite large. We don't have agents in there, and we don't know how to move the equipment around. I just want to find out what Obadiah was moving using his Flowcom business. Got it. All right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna find this container, see what's inside, and let you know. And bring something back if it's something valuable or interesting. All right. Look, Miss Prince, I got a request for you. Part of this old deal. You would make a request of me. Yeah. Go ahead. Part of this whole deal may becoming some twilight monster. As I had to say goodbye to my family, say goodbye to my sweet daughter. Hey, you got a lot of influence in this town. I want to just make sure that she's going to be all right. You look I'm after her, won't you? You want us to provide for your mortal relative. Just make sure nothing happens to her. Miles, when I know that I can trust you, we can talk about that. All right, Miss Prince. I'll show you. You can trust me. <laughs> <laughs> he like limps out of there. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, he's clicking his heels as he carries his uh, cargo manifest. So um, he is taking the cargo manifest out of the U.S. Steel Building. Um, he's riding down the elevator again. And um, will he go straight to this terminal, uh, this cargo tor- terminal he knows about? Um, it's near the McKees Rocks Bridge. Um, it's just a huge place where Flowcom has a warehouse it has cranes it takes you know a lot of for a long time it moved mostly coal uh in this area but once flowcom took over they found different ways to move different items uh over the rivers because coal the coal business is you know on its last legs in this part of the country that's true i would know i would know something about the docks and the current and like the state of them and if it's something that can just waltz up and say hey buddy you remember me it's miles can i go see this thing and if it's going to be friendly or if i'm going to have to like sneak under the uh, avoiding searchlights is there a is there a role or anything i could make or do i just know that because that was my job 
I feel like you just know that because it's your job. And I would say that you know that at nine o'clock at night, which is what it is for you right now, you walk out into the mm, fragrant Pittsburgh air. Um, you know that at nine o'clock at night, unless the guys are working double overtime, there's probably nobody there except for the security staff. There are several guards that are kept on duty in this kind of uh, area. And uh, there are also cameras. Do I know? Do, have all my friends from the old union been replaced and dispersed? Or do I still have some old buddies? You definitely have old buddies. There's only one issue, which is that Jen Brown, recently her obituary appeared in the paper. Um, yours probably wasn't <laughs> probably oh, wasn't. Right. Prominent enough to make uh, Pittsburgh Post Gazette headlines, but it's that you know that the Camarilla has processed your death, um, right? And so, uh, if you do meet up with old buddies, which you can do, and which vampires do do, they have touchstones, they have mortal companions. You will technically be breaching the masquerade, and you will be in some ways inviting danger into your own and their lives. Right, that's a good reminder. Yeah. Um, so if I'm looking at potentially a covert operation into familiar territory and using a, a camaraderie relationship as a, as a backup, if potentially discovered, I'm definitely going to talk to someone who knows about, uh, covert operations. My dear friend, uh, Curtis, it sounds like a solid, uh, next step. And so, um, I can I assume that you return to your haven uh, in yeah. uh, Mexican War Streets? Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and arriving in the haven, uh, the old abandoned mattress factory, we find our friend Curtis Krieger <laughs> just throwing a ball against a wall. Oh, no, throwing it to Ruby, oh. right? Mm -hmm. Throwing it to Ruby across the wall and having to bring it back. <laughs> again and again. Curtis, I got something to do. What you got? And this is gonna please Miss Prince. Why you coming here, clicking your heels like you just got a golden ticket to visit a chocolate factory? I think you gotta give her a chance. She's uh, quite a special lady. She's obviously too young for me. I don't mean it like that. And obviously, my heart's still with the missus, but she's something. And she lets you drink from her wrist. <laughs> Wait, what? No. Um, <laughs> If you hey, if you say that, um, Curtis, I, I'll allow you to. Uh, I've heard I that. Do, I do say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, but Miles up. isn't an expert at like subterfuge. He's an old guy that's now a vampire. <laughs> right. I stand up and walk over. And, uh, I uh, it's like, you know, there's certain ways of breaking somebody down. You know, repetitive behavior, giving them. Small tasks to complete that they feel good when they complete them again and again. Or, you know, you can just give them your wrist to drink from. You know, that's what I do with my dog. These are things somebody does to train a dog, Miles. What sort of relationship are you getting into? You guys love each other. I ain't no dog, that's for damn sure. Hey, I know that. I'm asking you, does she know that? She's going to help me. Oh, Jared's frozen, by the way. 
Just <laughs> like on. Night of a thousand technical difficulties. He's frozen um, in carbonate. Here's yep. all I'll say. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, then I'm going to say uh, I think that Curtis probably also knows a little bit about how blood affects a living thing that drinks it based on his dog. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bye-bye, father. Um, <laughs> Bye, daddy. Daddy. Don't you know what sort of thing you're doing? It's I, I don't know how I know it. I just know that it works. I felt that it works. If you, it's just like Ruby drinking from me. If you're drinking from her, then she doesn't just give you a gift. She's taken over your mind. I feel just the same as I ever did. In fact, if anything, I feel 100% better. I mean, look at me. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm quicker. I'm stronger. I'm more present than I've ever been. Hell, I was thinking I might have, I was taking multivitamins because I thought I had Alzheimer's. (laughs) (laughs) Sucking out of a wrist isn't the same thing as sent from silver, Miles. You think I can't choose what I want to do? Look, she's given me an opportunity to get back at the people that have wronged me in my life. Think I'm not going to do that? She could probably do the same for you if you stop being so proud. One of the seven deadly ones. You know that, Curtis. Yeah, right. I've, I've indulged in more of my share of the seven. But look, <laughs> I don't... I, look, I know that your mind isn't totally your own, okay? Whether or not this is your own will, that's up for you to figure out. Just know I got my eye on you, but I know what it's like to have unfinished business. I got some of my own. And if this is going to help you get some closure, I'll give you a hand. I, hope I just don't like getting used as an attack dog again and again for fucking crumbs. Neither do I, but need I remind you, this does happen to be Miss Prince of the whole uh, cabal of vampires. So you keep saying, what you got? Where are we going? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Curtis. If this doesn't do me any solids on the way out for what I want, I'll... Uh, I'll conclude that Miss Prince maybe doesn't have my best interests in mind, even though I feel that that sentiment is best heard by the Game Master, (laughs) who is not here. (laughs) When the cat's away. (laughs) The the little goofers get to play. Now, boss, it's like this. Ooh, no one can stop me. (laughs) Let's go to a club. A razzle um, dazzle. Ooh, dazzle and razzle. Um, Miles <laughs> and Curtis show. go to a barcade. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got this paper here. I think it tells me, well, we all know what you heard. We're going to go to a goddamn shipping container. He'll be back in two or three minutes. Stall. Vamp. Yeah. Vamp. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> And so, (laughs) Curtis, Curtis, listen to me, damn it. I'm listening. God, let go of me. (sighs) You may be right. I don't know if I can trust her or just anybody in that whole building. So listen. Uh, uh, Here's what we do. We do what she wants. We get what she wants. But maybe we don't necessarily give it to her immediately you know i mean maybe uh we get a little before we give 
How about that? Seems that what these what these creatures, what they seem to value more than anything is loyalty. They have loyalty, 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 yeah. loyalty, loyalty. Yeah. Um. Wow, uh, Curtis, did you do you have like a a Beats pill around here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always carry mine. I'm a Bose man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Bose got, Miles has that new like floppy speaker collar that's been advertised <laughs> on YouTube a lot now. <laughs> it's like I hear it in the room. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, so if that, as long as you can prove that you're loyal, then we'll, then we're safe. All right, here's we can the thing. pursue our own agendas. Curtis, we got to come up with a plan here. So we're going to go to the docks. I know the docks. I know them like the back of my hand. All right. But we the people go. there also know you. Ah! We figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> Great. We and I don't know you. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know your diamonds. plan, right? It was in this container. It was a bunch of diamonds, right? What? What? Oh, you you solved the entire adventure is what you're talking. Yeah, we're about. done. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Well, I'm. I, I you should have texted me. I wouldn't have even came back. Um, guys, apologies. Um, there was a a flux in the force, and I was gone for a little bit. Um, these things happen sometimes, and uh, you know, it's like one time um someone got sick while I was playing role playing games, another time somebody got a divorce while I was playing role playing games and had to leave for a while. That really happened during a Dungeons and Dragons game in New York. So uh, I'm glad mine was just a little technical snafu. What have Curtis and Miles decided about this mission? We've we decided that we're, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, we were just role-playing for a bit. Now, That's why I get the two greatest improvisers I know to, <laughs> to be in my games. Because if I go away, I know that while I'm gone, they're just saying, like, let's do it. Yeah, that sounds good. I agree to do it. No, we were giving color. We were having a debate as yeah. to what character motivation is. It was like we really got into a good, some good sea work there. Well done, Ross. We built these Beautiful. characters and the world. Uh -huh. um, I think. I think you. So Miles relays the situation that we've got to go to the container. We've got. To, I know that he knows the docks. It's at nighttime. That the first plan of attack is to go incognito and under stealth. And if you, Curtis, have can apply your expertise, have what you saw over there in the shit. Uh, to maybe help uh, help us get get in there. I can. I know. Again, I know the docs like the back of my hand, but I don't know how to scoot and boot. All right. And what you're saying is, if everyone who would be there would know you, and if they saw you, they would they'd have some questions about why a dead man's walking around. I mean, not yes, exactly. But I don't know if everyone there would know me. It's been a few years since I worked in the docs. You know, I'm retired. Best case scenario, we get out, we get out, nobody sees nothing. Exactly. But also, how the hell are we going to get into the shipping container? I don't know how to pick no goddamn locks. No, but you do know how to. Um, you do. You do know how to open a shipping container. I mean, it's what you did for a living. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And I know exactly where the bolt cutters are if we need them, and this and that, and all that. Sure. Nice. Uh, there's special devices that are used to do it. You kind of undo these locks on the side and uh, you actually use a big machine to do it. That's the only thing is that it looks like it's going to require um, using like a crane device possibly to move and open this thing up. And you know that from your time working there as a mortal. Right. 
and you know, I assume how to do that. Um, okay. Well, is there a, there's, um, there's cameras you say, which we cannot get caught on. No. So when first thing you, we disable those either disable or from your time there, do you know, a is there a way you can get onto the premises without being seen? Is there some sort of yeah, the north entrance? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, wait. I mean, Miles did work there, and it's possible he knows that, but it's not definite that he knows that. Why don't you I mean, give me? I spent forty years there. Goddamn. Uh, that's that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think I still want to roll, and I don't think you need very many successes. But I think I want an intelligence plus. Uh, stealth roll. I I worked at many places and I didn't know the secret way to get in and out of them. I just knew the main way that you get got in and out of them. Uh, does two successes sound? It sounds like plenty. Uh, and what that tells you is that there is a way to get in that will not trip your the, the security cameras. They don't expect to have to monitor with cameras. The people that are entering via the water. They're trying to keep people out of the fence, which is facing the land. You know anybody that's got a boat? Uh, Yeah, there's there's one in here. No. I figured Maybe you could procure one if, if that's what you'd really like to do. I mean, we could roll to see if you're able to procure one. I know that you guys have criminal contacts, and nothing's more criminal than having a boat. <laughs> I, yeah, I do have criminal contacts. I don't know mm-hmm. how that happened. You've been developing them by meeting various vampires and their ghouls and things like that, and uh, being the kind of person that skulks around in alleyways, biting people that happen by. We're looking, yeah, I'd like to consult the criminal context and looking for like just a simple like small rowboat or canoe or something right okay so i think that uh, what you do is you're gonna roll your let's see why don't you give me your resolve plus your um streetwise and you can add your dots of contacts um, okay. and you are kind of like getting a hold of kindred, you know, and to do that, they're all Camarilla kindred, so they don't <laughs> have cell phones on them. You're literally walking to like different neighborhoods and their havens and talking to their ghouls and seeing if someone can get their hands on a boat. Um, and let's see how you do. I got four successes. You do stunningly. And basically... Um, a little farther up river, someone is willing to meet you with a canoe or if, th- if that's what you want, or do you want something more elaborate? Do you want a motorboat or something like that? No. Benefit of being silent. Just low. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so hold on. actually, no way. I like a little outboard thing. Cause we can always just like turn off the motor and then like scoot in and then that, and then speed away if need be. Okay, so you're talking to Roman. If you remember Roman from Elysium that time, he is a large, muscly Nosferatu. And he's like, yes, of course, Miles, anything you need, man. Anything you need for the guy that brought in that fucking Anarch, man. Yeah, <laughs> what you want? Yeah. Women, drugs. Yeah, I mean, and... I can get you that shit if that's what you want, man. No, 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 just give me a nice little outboard motor boat. 
great, my guys will meet you. And he gives you the location and uh, you can kind of meet him uh, and you'll, you'll, you'll have your boat. Okay, great. All right. Well, then I think we uh, do just that. We go there. I'm trying to think of anything that I also I may need. I take maybe he says um, Roman actually grabs you as you leave his his uh, his spot here in town. He 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 keeps a um, haven near Polish Hill, being a Nosferatu, and he's like, one thing, man. Like uh, I'm not gonna charge you nothing, but like um, you know. Maybe next time you do me a favor, right? Yeah, sure, Roman. That's fine. I'll owe you one. Right on, man. Flashing fangs. Flashing fangs. Hashtag flashing fangs. Get them down, baby. Okay. <laughs> so um, um, you know where to go. You know where to meet the boat. Anything else you'd like to do to prep? Maybe disguise somewhat. Some Get some clothes that are skulky and sneaky where even if we're caught on camera they don't see our faces yeah right. man. um it's a, like a balaclava or something mm -hmm. oh yeah are we in balaclavas now let's let's it's full like uh eat <laughs> yeah heat job <laughs> <laughs> great um <laughs> i'm not gonna make you work to uh, acquire those i feel like that's something you guys may have had laying around somewhere or <laughs> Maybe Nixon, the guy that formerly owned your haven, had some accoutrement like that in the haven. So you now have those things. Um, are you taking weapons with you? Um, I I would like to. Okay. Um, um, and you have okay. Well, I got my I like as you as if I see you loading up your handgun or whatever whatever you're putting on, I say, no, don't use this on any of my friends. All right, they're good men and women that work here. Okay. Um, I think I we need to set the scene like, now. I think we need to go. Or something, you know, and, um, like a backpack or something to put whatever, like a, a duffel bag, because I don't know what's going to be in the container. I don't know if it's small or big. Right. Um, I think bags. that, yeah, I think you've got like a big pile of duffel bags. You're like, is this going to be like a bank job from one of my favorite heist movies? I might need to move uh, unmarked currency. Who knows? Mm -hmm. So you've got like, let's see, you've got... You've got four huge duffel bags with you as well. Great. Um, and also our, our emotional support animal. Oh, yeah, Ruby. Yeah. I, um, and so um, in an hour or so, um, as it's kind of approaching midnight you uh, or 1230, you kind of meet these like young, skinny looking guys with like tats and like tank tops who are like uh, they're wearing tank tops and cargo pants. And they're standing uh, near the river up. Uh, you know, upriver where it's a little less guarded. It's a little less urban. It's kind of out, out in the suburbs a little bit. And, um, they're standing by the water with a big, uh, a big boat for you. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Hop in. Um, if we're, if we're far away, I'll start up the motor and go at least putter us, wait, put us, putter us there some way. But if we're pretty close, I'll just, uh, paddle us in. I think that you'll need to do a little bit of motoring uh, for a little while. Yeah. And um, they go, Roman says, keep the boat. Oh, geez. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll do uh, the, the favor that I owed him was just for the. All right. Well, this just, just cost me a lot more. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, you push the boat out into the water and you 
you start motoring down and then you're going to try, you're going to turn it off when you get close. Right. Is that what yeah. you were telling me? Yeah. Okay. Um, stealth mode. Oh, we're entering stealth mode. Well then why don't we even do a little bit of a stealth roll? I just want to see how good miles and Curtis are at this. And you know what? Either of you can roll it. It doesn't have to be miles. Um, I want to see how you're doing. Like, do you shut the motor off? Like when you should things like that. What do you roll? Stealth and something? I think for this, I want stealth plus wits. Three success. Hey, that's a lot of good successes. Also three success. Well, oh, two, three successes. That equals six successes altogether. I got to tell you that this espionage team um, silently slides up to the docks and... Um, to be clear, the docks are kind of, the, the, the wharf is kind of above your head right now. You're kind of like moving down in between the pylons right now because it's meant to, you know, meet up with much larger boats uh, and barges and things like that. Um, but there's, you know, there's Masks muddy on. ground here. You could climb up uh, into the uh, Flowcom terminal if you wanted, or you could, um, you know, it's, tell me what you'd like to do. You could climb up onto the dock itself. Uh, first masks on, mm -hmm. tie up the boat under the, uh, the dock so it doesn't like float out and be seen. I think, uh, initially I'd like to sort of leap up onto something and pull myself up and look to see what is. Coast clear. Great. Okay. You're leaping yeah. up to see what is. And Pulling up with my ropey 62 year old vampire arms. Okay. The second you leap up to see what is, you see one of the night security guys wandering by. He's um, they use uh, segways, and he's segwaying uh, by. Uh, yeah, I know that's very Paul Blart, but people actually do this, especially when it's a really large flat area. He's got to kind of monitor. He's got to go in between all these ro rows of um, cargo containers. And he's going by, he's like one of those security guys who's wearing like a, a polo shirt with the logo of his security company on it. Uh, and he rolls by the lights coming off of the, um, the Segway. But I got to say your three successes means you don't go, Oh, well, Hey, here I am. Like you're very like, you know, you're very stealthy and uh, he doesn't quite uh, see you and he rolls by. Okay. Well, once the coast is clear, I sort of look back down to Curtis say, all right, let's go. Um, hoist myself up. <laughs> I uh, I command Ruby. It's like, if any, if, are we going up a ladder? Um, not really. You're just kind of <laughs> climbing. Ruby's fine though. Being a dog, she can just kind of like yeah. <sighs> up the side of the muddy slope. She is getting covered in mud, but she's uh, she's got no problem uh, climbing that that little slope there. And soon all you're right. all standing and you're looking. Um, you know, there's a there's a bit of a platform, a bit of, bit of an open staging space, and then there is a, a maze of these enormous shipping containers. They look like the kind of thing that goes on top of a barge or the back of a train, you know, when the trains like go by for 10 minutes. These enormous uh, metal uh, containers um, and they, uh, if you get close, have manifest numbers and things on them that you can check off of your manifest paper that you have. Uh, okay. So, yeah, scuttle hurry across the open ground to the beginning of the maze of containers. 
Okay. Um, I will tell you, Miles, that just because uh, you know the place, you know that you are probably getting close to a place where if you're not, you know, if you get to the other side of these containers, like if something causes you to run out of the containers toward where the street and the offices and the entrance of the gate are, you will be in camera range. Right. So you're kind of trying to, you got to kind of stay in these maze of containers. And you might mention that to Curtis. I'm just telling yeah. you that. So in case you guys start taking a, a, some sort of evasive action, say if something were to happen. My God. This is going to be a flawless stealth mission, I guess. Yeah. Is cross-referencing the manifest details to the actual containers something that is by a, by a system? So if it's like, this is the 200 block E row, you know, like six container up, is that standard and uniform? And I would just be able to look at that and be like, oh yeah, that's on the South side. Or is it coded? And I would have, I have to get like the master list from the office, then decode it and then like do that. It is not coded. It's not, it, the, the Flowcom system is, they made so many improvements when Flowcom took over <laughs> and it's so easy and quick uh, to determine what, where the container is you're looking for. You know, you guys used to do it in this old-fashioned way that was very inefficient, but now Flowcom has fixed that. So you are able to find your container. Um, the only problem is I want, I want wits plus awareness rolls as you're searching for it in the dark, um, and I want to see how quickly you find it. Okay. I also just thought of something. But, oh, well. One success. Okay. One, two, two successes. Okay. You guys are searching for a little while and you are starting to get uh, worried. Um, and then you realize that uh, the, the problem that you're having is that it's, it's up. It's like in a stack of like four and it's like third from the top. And that's why you were kind of missing it at first. So you definitely are going to need to use the crane to kind of get it loose and get it down and get it open. Definitely. Does right. this place have a, it's got to have some kind of main office. It does. Because what I'm looking for, no, because there's no uniform, I guess. You're not a you don't you don't wear a uniform in your dock worker, but you could maybe have overalls. <laughs> uniform, but they do wear they do yeah they they safety generally vest. all wear working work pants work yeah safety vests helmets yeah. Um, is it too weak to have this in hindsight that maybe I brought this in my duffel bag? That <laughs> you brought that I don't. I, like my old gear from you know what i don't think that that's crazy but i do think you need to roll to see if you remembered to do it okay i want you to bring in and i want you to give me an intelligence plus subterfuge roll to see if miles remembered to bring his old work vest okay and i need at least two successes what about four you brought your old work vest. You brought your old ID. It's probably canceled now, but you have it. You can clip it on there. Um, and aside from a lack of the helmet, which you did not bring, you, yeah. you, you in theory, belong there. Okay. So what's your plan? You're going to 
You're just going to go there and fire the thing up and pull the thing down. And if anybody walks over, just say you're doing it. You're on the job. That's my, yeah. If, if not, not, not if, but most likely when someone calls me, because this is when you fire this thing up. That's a, that's a 460 HP diesel, twin diesel engine. All right. That's going to sound loud. Uh So when someone comes up and asks me about it, my point is going to be, that this is a last minute, a last minute rush. Occasionally, that would happen. You'd have to be called in after hours to make something go. But you need a CRP receipt, <laughs> and I don't have a CRP receipt. <laughs> right, the CRP receipt. Because I mean, this is a sixty RP diesel. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Um, I got to get my my two twenty two twenty one R form out, and that's not signed by the by the system manager. What if, how impressed would everybody be if we all knew the exact details of these cranes right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, I think, that, but I think, I think that we do. I think that you're right. It is a 60 RP diesel. And I do think that you need the form that you mentioned. So um, you, are you going to try it? The, the cranes right there, it's sitting big and dark and cold uh, well, and it is enormous. I mean, you know, we're talking like stories high. That is to get the crane. That is to get the container off the unit, right? Mm-hmm. Off the stack. Yes. Once it's now, off the stack, you can open it in a variety of ways. The right way is to use kind of like this forklift machine, uh, which is also somewhere on the dock here, uh, or you can like try to pry it open, but it would be difficult. We we we. But then that would have left such a mark anyway. I was like, we should have brought like <laughs> like a torch or something. But then that would have been like so conspicuous. Because then mm-hmm. are you gonna there's no super stealthy way of doing it. I mean, if you if would it be would it even make sense for somebody to just fire one of these things up, or is there a guardhouse that you'd have to check in at if you were gonna do this legitimately like you're pretending to do? Well, if Travis McMalligan was the last person to use that crane. He probably let the dumbass left the key still in the in the rig, which are not not regulation. Anyone else, it could be in the manager's office. <laughs> so want to go up there so, and check it out? Yeah, can I, I think I think the plan is mm-hmm. I'm gonna we're gonna go up into the crane, check to see if the keys are still in there, and then if we get called out. I've got a bl- I've got a plan of bluff attack. Um, you um, you guys kind of you and the dog kind of foot pad over to the crane. You climb up into there. We are. Mm-hmm. You climb up into the cab, and uh, the key is not in there. Yeah, I mean someone was following the rules. Um, so you probably are going to have to sneak over to the manager's office. All right. That means you're going to be on camera. Yeah, I think at this point, I'm going to have to play the part and do cleanup afterwards. All right. Because there's no way I'm going to, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, what's, what's the code? A cat burglar? I can't break into the goddamn office. Although, yes. Yeah, so, okay, I'm going to change up into, I'm going to put the ve- the vest on and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, take off the balaclava mm-hmm. hashtag get pink yes okay so give me a rouse roll 
Sure. What's that? How does that again? Just a one? Just one die and see if it comes up six or above. Ruby and I will sec- secrete ourselves in the shadows and yeah. just walk, cover and watch. Yeah. Uh, I got a failure on that. Uh, then that just means that um, getting pink caused you one hunger. Um, and I'm going to rule that that brings you to two hunger. You're probably not at zero hunger. You you yeah. haven't fed from our friend the prince's wrist in a while. So um, you are now at two hunger. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you feel like the, the heat of life go back into your face and into your extremities. And I think with Miles, anytime he gets pink, there's just another, there's a layer of tiredness that comes over him as well when he gets pink. Like my old self. That's the horror of being an old vampire is like, as long as you just stay in vamp form, you feel so great. But the second you, you know, get pink, you, you start to feel kind of worn again. Um, and now you're going to walk over to the offices. Yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Get my, my union card already, get all that stuff and just sort of like, Play the part as if I'm supposed to be there and uh, walk on up to the offices. And, Excuse uh, me. Hello? Excuse me. Hey there. What are you doing out there? This guy starts to approach you with a flashlight. Who am I speaking to? Um, you're speaking to security, sir. What are you doing on this lot? Uh, I guess you must be one of the new guys. Yeah. But, um, do you work here? He's kind of like running his uh, flight. You just see a bright light from him, but he's kind of running his flashlight over you. Uh, he sees your vest. He sees your little badge. Yes and no. Listen, Padre, you're going to want to make this nice and easy because um, I got to. I would know, hopefully, if there were sometimes things that were above board in the docks and sometimes things that were below. And the you union- absolutely would. Brotherhood of Union would look the other way, much like, well, <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> let's not get into the, the process of unions. unions are great. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all unions are great. <laughs> say that. Okay, unions, um, it, yeah, collective action, it's a good idea, and no mm-hmm. union has ever done anything illegal. Okay, uh, that's established. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, For labor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all have to wrestle with our own uh, ideals. Anyway, uh, so, and that... There, if there is someone potentially or some thing or maybe some like, not code word, but like, I'm, a, I'm you know, I'm like uh, howling at the midnight moon, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe some kind of thing that you can say to kind of clarify this situation, which if this is a new guy, he may not know. Yeah. Um, he, you, I mean, you didn't know the entire security staff, even when you worked here for 40 years. You know, they moved, they moved in, they moved out. You knew some of them. You knew some of them well. And in fact... That is the code word here. You have to tell them that Robbie sent you. I'm just doing a little midnight work because, you know, uh, Robbie sent me. The guy, like, pauses for a second. Then he puts his uh, flashlight up to his face. He's kind of a a chubby guy, you know. He's got a mustache. He's like, Robbie? Yeah, Robbie. If you don't, if you don't buy that, we can uh, talk to a few old timers who uh, used to work around here. Uh, Ron Nails, relax. Ouch, Ron. Relax. I just haven't seen you before. Usually they send, you know, they send. Uh, wait, who do they send? Usually they send Kyle for this stuff. Okay. Trust um, me. 
I've put in my time here. I used to work here 40 years. All right. I know yeah. what I'm doing. Looking for the keys to the, for the 220XL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Follow me. Um, and he takes you up to the offices uh, and into like the little kind of uh, workroom off of the big break room where you kind of suit up for the day. Um, you kind of grab, you know, there's a place to punch in and out and there's all kinds of little tools and things people would throw onto their belt that they weren't really supposed to take home with them, including these little key rings that uh, you use to operate some of the equipment. Okay. It should be pretty painless. I only need about uh, under an hour to get this whole thing done. I'll make it yeah. quick. You make it quicker than an hour, okay? Because it's my ass, all right? I mean, like, sure. I want to help you guys out, but, like, I mean, you know, I thought this was going to be Kyle, and now I got, you don't know. <laughs> you know. All right, I old man, just. I don't know, Kyle, all right? <laughs> you you got a beef with Kyle, you take it up with him, or Robbie. But, look, I'm, I'll do it as quick as I can, all right? I like, <laughs> get out the door and go, <laughs> <laughs> blood. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> erupting from my pores. <laughs> Awful. In the shadows, Curtis is like, I'll be damned. He did it. <laughs> yeah. As I twirl the keys, jiggling. Mm -hmm. All right. Hop in the machine. Mm -hmm. Boot her up. Scoot yeah. along that top track again. It's I called guess. booting up. Yeah. 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 Um, now, I am not going to make you roll for this. This is just something that Miles did. He knew how to do it. So, um, much like Tom Cruise in The War of the Worlds. Miles is the best there is at what he does. And what he does is moving large cargo. Um, <laughs> and so you start like, and it's uh, it is uh, really loud. And there's a lot of lights on this machine, but soon uh, the, uh, the case in question has crank, like been lowered down into that kind of staging area area near the water. Um, Okay. And you, yeah, you have it on the ground where you need it. Okay, great. Uh, I hop out of the crane and make my way to the forklift, but I'm trying to keep an eye out for Kruger because I want to pass a little piece of information to him as I sort of walk by, but not like stopping to have a conversation with an anonymous thing in the shadows. Okay. So you're just kind of walking and you just kind of like nod at him. Yeah. And I go, um, whatever I take out of this thing. Just bring it to the shadows and uh, meet me at the boat. All right. Because I'm not, and, I, and like, I don't have my duffel bag. I'm just a guy with the, with this now. Great. I take, I take the duffel bags, put them over my shoulders. and Yeah, just lurk in the, in the shadows. I'll be, I'll be ready. Just give All me right. the high sign and I'll take it down. Okay. Uh, Bob and I hop into the, the, the Bobcat 61. 20 the bobcat 6120 basically this is a um, it's really not a bobcat it's a modified forklift that kind of like has this attachment onto it that hooks certain parts of the front door and sort of essentially it's like a big key for a lock right um okay zoom it on up and click it on in crank it on out <laughs> Uh, and um, soon you are backing up and you're just, it's kind of clicked off. You're just pulling off the front door of I, the... I don't pull it entirely off. I just want to crack it open so I can get inside because I actually want that door to hide anything that I'm doing in there as well. Okay, great. 
Um, so now it's open. Uh, are you going on your own here or, or what are yeah. you doing? I'll hop okay. out and hop into the container and start rummaging. Okay. Um, you hop out, you hop into the container. It's very dark in there. A vorpal sword. Cool. No, no not a vorpal sword at all. Um, Ring of protection. Um, the first thing that you notice as you approach is that it stinks very, very badly. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, now that you've opened this, uh, this kind of wall of the crate, there's like an enormous amount of like odor coming out of there uh, and oh, uh, a kind of a heat, a heat that you kind of recognize the heat of like, um, you know, um, combusting kind of decaying flesh. Uh, God damn it. Miss Prince, what'd you get me in now? <laughs> that stuff. Might as well keep going in. Okay, great. Um, you step inside and your foot hits something soft uh, and, and kind of inert. And you look down and you see a dog. Um, the dog is dead. Um, by the way, Vampire the Masquerade is a mature game for mature audiences only. And uh, then you look around and you notice that there's not just one dead dog, but there's actually six or seven uh, that you can just see in the sliver of moonlight. And that's when you hear <sighs> coming from the back of the crate and suddenly someone leaps at you or something. Um, you are being attacked. Something is leaping onto you and screaming and growling. What do you want to do? <laughs> uh, it's, if it's leaping, I'm going to try and defend myself again. But if is there no? There's probably not an active defense in this game. There, there absolutely is. So all all roles sort of happen at the same time in a vampire combat. So um, basically, you could uh, defend yourself with your brawling skill or with kind of a dodging kind of maneuver, since this is a hand-to-hand -hand combat attack. What would you prefer to use? Uh, uh, my, my brawling skill. Okay, great. So for you, I want you to roll strength plus brawl versus this person's attack. What does, pr what does prowess mean in the potence discipline? Yeah, so that means that you're adding your potence to any uh, strength-based roles that you do that involve like feats of strength. Uh, basically, you uh, you can like rip off car doors and things like that. Now, I wonder if this is like um, a thing that counts under that because I think what I'd like to do is if he's oh, you also add it to your unarmed attacks. I apologize. Go ahead and say what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, then this will help happen here because I. If he's lunching at me, I'd like to sort of grapple him as opposed, you know, like as opposed to immediately just start swinging for death. I'd like Great. to uh, grapple. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so um, you are grappling. This person is, uh, I, I mean, they seem like they're leaping to just kind of rip you up to pieces. So here we go. Ready? Roll. It's no good. It's no good. What I is got, it? Uh, zero successes. Oh, damn. Well, that's very bad, in fact. Um, and I hope you're rolling your hunger die as well. I did. Um, this, uh, this character, whatever this growling phantom is, 
got one, two, three, four, five successes. So um, based on your uh, zero successes, you take nothing away from their damage. And I'm going to rule that Miles has taken uh, half of that in superficial damage. So Miles has taken two superficial damage because right now they haven't like bit you or clawed you or anything. They've grappled you. And this person has you and Miles, they are like ripping at you like a, like a cat that's gone feral. And you notice that they have like long strings of hair that are kind of like getting in your eyes and getting in your face. Uh, and they are pushing you down to the ground. You've taken two superficial damage right now. Um, and what would you like to do this round? Okay. I'm just trying to figure out how best to mark it on like a PDF. Hold on. Uh, Two superficial damage. You did add your potence to your roll, right, Miles? I did. It, it was okay. just a failure all around. Just making sure. Uh, I'll just write it down. Hold on, wait. B. Two superfish. Uh, okay. On the ground. Mania, maniacal specter attacking. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd like to, uh, can I take like a split second to just try and get a glimpse of like what the hell this is? Yeah, I think that you can. I think that makes a lot of sense. So in the um, in the scuffle, you are getting a look and um, this figure uh, uh, appears to be a, a woman, um, African-American. Um, and uh, she has like long kind of dreads that are kind of like getting into your face a little bit as she attacks and you recognize her. You recognize her from early in your career mm. as a vampire. As a vampire. Yes. Ooh, yeah. This is Bex. Bex. Oh. Yes. Who worked for the sheriff who brought you to your first meeting at Elysium along with Nixon, the guy that you, um, that you basically got arrested, that you basically put on trial instead of you. Nixon and Bex were like the two vampires that walked you to Elysium that first night. And uh, she got away when they started, when they arrested um, Nixon, when they brought him into the custody of the Camarilla, she escaped. And both of them were being accused of being anarchs. You got it, buddy. And I'm in this, I'm in this container that is, that allegedly belongs to Obadiah. That's correct, my friend. So what does it all mean? Meanwhile, um, uh, Ruby starts going. Yeah, have I heard anything from the. I think that now you're hearing. I think you're far enough away, Krieger, that you're hearing like a Kang, Kang, Kang. Like, you know, once he's gone inside. And now Ruby is growling like a mad, a mad dog. I think I suspected that there was something fucking dangerous in this thing anyway. And I'm just like, oh, just make eye contact with Ruby. And it's like, whatever's attacking him. Take it down. <laughs> the dog takes off uh, toward the container. And so that's the dog's action this turn. What is Miles going to do? Uh, I, okay. if So it's on top of me. I'd like to, let's see. I've, I've seen enough UFC to know this is possible. I'd like to sort of uh, re- reverse the tables to go from under to over uh, grapple style uh, and try and hold her and subdue her in some way. Okay, great. Give me a, um, again, uh, it's a, uh, again, a, a strength plus brawl roll. And it's going to be versus her strength plus brawl. And we're going to see who does best. Also, Miles, are you healing your damage? You know, you can 
you could well you might not want to do it because it requires I, I believe a rouse roll but you can uh every turn i think every turn miles can rouse to heal damage right now he just has two superficial but just keep in mind that you can do that are you ready to roll i am i got two successes okay uh our friend oh my god <laughs> she got a bestial failure she rolled four i can't believe this roll four twos and three ones um so she is completely um you do flip her and you've got her down like um a, a rabid uh dog you've got her like down and you're like uh, grappling with her and she's like growling and like bucking at you and like trying to get free what do you want to do uh, bex come down come down damn it Easy. oh you're gonna try to talk her down from whatever this frenzy is yeah to keep her to keep her held to keep her grappled okay and see if i can say exits just yeah calm down stop fighting okay um uh, that's what you're going to do i think that for that i want a charisma plus persuasion role but i have well i have bad news for you about this so go ahead and try that she's in beast mode i'm gonna say i tried and then Uh uh, you know well what it means is you know it takes it takes extra successes to affect a vampire and frenzy using mind control powers so in order to just persuade them it takes so many successes i'm going to require five successes to get you to get her to stop to get her to just stop for a second okay great i got zero okay great and that's also when ruby comes around the corner and leaps onto her and starts growling and ripping at her leg and um bex is like looking at you and her eyes are just there's no person in there right now she's just like like completely feral um and uh now she's going to try to push you off and what are you going to do this turn ruby's going to continue chomping at uh bex's leg i'm just going to keep holding her down because what i'd like to do i think my goal now (laughs) this may be too much for one turn but my goal now is to just kind of like because i don't think you can put a vampire in a sleeper hold and have them pass out because you can't no you can't Uh, so i'm just going to grapple her and keep her keep her subdued and try and tell ruby to stop attacking and then look around the container to see if i can notice anything else other than dead dogs okay um i think that's a, a fair a fair um uh, yeah the, okay so um give me just that grappling roll again that that um that strength plus brawl to kind of keep her held she's going to try to break your grip And Ruby's going to continue to kind of help you by like pulling at her leg and like pulling her back toward you, like ripping at you, ripping at her. And here we go. Okay, that time she did a little better. That time she rolled three successes. How'd you do? Two. Can I use the willpower at this point or do I have to declare it before? You can. I'll. Um. Yeah, I mean, you hadn't told me your result. Oh, sorry, you hadn't told me your result yet. So go ahead. Yeah, go ahead and re-roll those failed dice. As long as they're not hunger dice, you can re-roll them. Um, in this thing, how do you see what's hunger dice? Oh, I, they they're highlighted in red red mm-hmm. square. So yeah. one of them was, and two of them. Okay, great. So I'm going to put down a minus one willpower. 
Okay, and then I'll redo that. I got two successes, and then hopefully this will do one. So I got so so three from three successes to four. Okay, wow, oh, no, wait, that's so two to th yeah, two to three. Okay. Right? Some two from two to three. Sorry, that's yeah, two to three. So from two to three. So you guys kind of equally match, and she's like, she is really kind of like giving you a run for your money. But in this particular round, you're like completely evenly matched. You're trying to talk her down. That doesn't seem to be working. And I'll tell you something else. You see that the dog has been ripping at her, and the only thing that it's broken is her clothes. Like, it's like you're holding like a person made of iron like she just feels like solid steel beneath you um so um i ask you what you would like to do this round because she is still going nuts and trying to yep. escape um uh, can, I, can I, I i don't mean to break order but can i no. maybe do something also yes absolutely you could run over if you'd like i would like to make if mask mask on yeah i'd like to run into the driver's seat of the of the forklift yeah. And yell to him, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there now. <laughs> okay. You, so, okay, great. Curtis runs. He gets into the driver's seat of the forklift. Um, he screams, get the fuck out of there. What are you going to do this turn, Miles? Just try to keep her a little longer? I'm or are you going to let her go and run? I need to. I, I, I mean, if this is the thing that I'm supposed to see, that's fine. But, um,. And it sounds like I don't know what else would be in this container, but I do want to have one more round of holding on to her and looking as to what else is in this container. Oh, yeah. You told me before that you wanted to see what else was in the container, didn't you? Yeah. You look back into the container and you see that there's like they, they've stacked like different types of like actual cargo, like um, the kind of stuff they'd ship like bananas and fruits and things like that in such a way to kind of hide her a little bit like like but she's knocked down a ton like big walls and pieces of that kind of structure and back behind there you can see kind of like a a smelly mattress uh and um that's all you can see from your vantage point here what do i think of bex she never did you wrong but she, you, 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 she's probably not your pal either. She didn't treat Maybe you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he's, Miles is just a guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. How am I going to keep her in and me not? Okay. I'd like to... I, I realize I have prowess as an ability. I'd like to sort of like as if I'm sort of scuffling on the ground, like get up and hoist her and then just like, oh, <laughs> like launch her back to the back of the container. Okay, great. Um, great. She's going to try to escape again. You're going to try to do that. And Curtis has, you know, on this turn ran and uh, jumped into the seat of the uh, forklift. Here we go. Ready? Give me that roll. Make sure you add your potence. Okay. Oh, what a satisfying satisfying sound when the dice roll <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm not i'm not hot tonight boys not well, hot tonight. that's uh, unfortunate because with us <laughs> what she has just done is score a messy critical to the tune of uh four tens um so not only do you not throw her she throws you um 
She tosses you off of her. Let's see which direction you go in. Yeah, okay. So she's kind of tossed you um, kind of toward Curtis and the forklift, but kind of to his uh, to his right, like closer to the shoreline. Um, she's, the, I've been tossed out of the container. You've been tossed out of the container, out onto the, the asphalt of this kind of uh, dock staging area. And uh, this, you successfully gotten you off of her and gotten you at a distance from her. It's kind of like hard to you'd have to take a whole action to get back up to her and try to attack her again um the dog though is still worrying at her Mm -hmm. um and now it's everybody's next turn what are you going to do curtis i will i will say to ruby telepathically return yeah (laughs) and at that point i'm just gonna hit the gas and try to close her back in the container okay great and what are you going to do miles vanderbuck Uh, get up and run to the forklift to make sure that Curtis knows what lever to press and everything. Okay. Here we go. Um, let's begin. I think that, uh, Curtis, I want a dexterity plus drive roll from you. Miles, I want a manipulation plus uh, technology role to tell Curtis how to work it. And if you succeed in your role, Curtis can have extra dice and you'll see what Bex does. Okay. I got three successes. Oh, great. Okay. So take an extra, um, take an extra die on that, um, that drive roll Curtis. And let's see how our friend does. I got two successes then, even with the extra die. Okay, let's see how she does. Okay. All right. Wow, I can't believe this. So she's very fast, and but she it's just like the dog jumps off of her, and she doesn't quite move quite fast enough. She's back in that container. And she also got two successes. So I'm going to rule that you put the pedal to metal on that thing. Miles is like, pull the lever. And you just like, and you pull the lever right at the right moment. And you just like latch right back into that container and you shut it. (laughs) I, uh, I go, that's when you hear a voice say, what the fuck is going on? And you see this flashlight coming toward you guys. I yank, I yank Curtis out of the thing and shove him into the shadows. <laughs> I, I, I allow that to happen. <laughs> I guess. Sorry, pal. <laughs> and, and I stumble out of the forklift. And I go, I go to the security guard. Do not go in there. um he's like uh what are you guys i mean what what are you doing we we got what we came for but we're gonna have to that cargo's been contaminated we're gonna have to seal that one up you get your red tape over here we're gonna that thing's going bye-bye manipulation plus subterfuge manipulation plus subterfuge got it uh 
A messy critical. Five successes, two criticals somehow. Okay, so a messy critical means that it's not enough for you to trick this guy. You know, Miles is like, this is my territory. This is my turf as an animal. And it's not enough for me to trick him. I have to dominate this guy. I have to let him know that I am higher in the food chain. So you need to tell me how Miles is doing that. Well, definitely through an intimidation role, but he's going to, if, if the security um, guy's like, well, what, what are you talking about? I'm going to go march on up to him and says, look, I'm working at this goddamn dog loader than you've been in goddamn diapers. You think just because you got a two inch pecker, you can tell me what to do. <laughs> you better turn right around and pretend you didn't see anything. Otherwise me, Donnie, Kyle, and whoever else I fucking want is going to have your ass for grass. Um, I think that you inadvertently use your daunt presence power while you're doing this. So I want you to roll manipulate. No, you don't have to roll. Yeah. Roll a intimidation roll. um, Charisma plus intimidation and add two dice for your presence to the roll. New thing. I didn't even know. Yeah, so you have this power called Daunt, and Daunt means that you are, not only is your, you know, you've used awe a couple times to make people, like, fascinated with you or trust you when you're acting pitiable, but the thing Miles has never done is use his Daunt power, which is, he has, like, super intimidation. Cool. (laughs) I love that that's in the package of this, like, Nick Nolte character. Yeah. That'd be great. Wow, all those dice rolls. I got... Uh, three successes. Um, yeah, but it's, you know, it's powered by the blood. So yeah. when you say all that, like, Packer, what? like it's like, <laughs> you know, the blood is like moving through you and your eyes like kind of glow with rage. And the guy's like, yeah, no, it's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, no, no. I got sort of grabbed by the collar. No, I'm not going to hear from you again tonight. Or are you going to go do your job and fuck off? But I'm going to, I'm going to fuck off. Yeah, you can fuck off. Be a good little boy. Now spin him around and push him <laughs> as to have him sort of stumble on back into the other way. Um, he he runs back up to the office. All right. Now, how are you going to handle this? How are you going to handle? Know. To be honest, I'm pretty pissed at the prince right now. Mm. It's like you've got nothing for, I've from the shadows. I, I mean, just like, psst. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got it over I, here. I got, I got enough information. Yeah, I got plenty of goddamn information. Um, let me put all this crap back, and uh, and I'll meet you at the boat. See, once again, we're fucking dog. Send us into a goddamn death trap. Now, here's what I'll tell you. I have to tell you something, Miles. You want to be pissed at the prince. You do. You want to be. But you're just not. You're just not. Like, have a contest in that? Or am I not automatically? um, Yeah, do you want to roll your your remaining willpower against your... And if you succeed, you can be angry with her? So... To roll one's remaining willpower, it's however many pips there are is how many dice I roll. Yeah, it's what. So you used some today. Used one, um, yeah. Yeah, you used one, so you're you're rolling a one less right okay, now. Okay, great. Miles has quite a bit of willpower. 
Yeah. Do I count my hunger in this roll? Um, no. Okay, great. Four successes. Okay, Miles. See, Miles it has extremely strong will. And so even though he feels in some way like a weird shame about it, he's pissed at her. He feels yeah. like he was sent into uh, a trap maybe, or maybe it wasn't that premeditated, but he know he's mad. He's angry. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I march, I march back in. I, I sort of get back to the crane pop. I actually, before I put it in the crane, I go to the office and I go to where uh, a storage is where they've got, it's like maybe the dock workers version of like caution tape. It's like, do not <laughs> like it yeah. contaminated con contents tape. And I grab that, grab, grab a roll of that, make a big X on the door, then take the crane back up and put it. Actually, <laughs> what? Do I put it even back? <laughs> I'm going to go, you know what I'm going to go do? <laughs> I'm going to take this crane. <laughs> if I can, Yeah. I'm going to put the, the container either over the water or as close to the water as I can get it. Tell me if I can do into over the water or not. Um, over the water is actually not possible because they've made sure that the various measurements don't. Well, actually, no, no, that wouldn't make sense. The they ship. have to go over the ship. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they can. Yes, you can do that. So I bring it over the water and I release it into the, into the, into the, Rivers it of Pit falls into the Ohio River. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God help her. Curtis in the boat is like, glum, glum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, you know, get back into the crane, put everything back. Nice. The forklift's right back in its little parking space. I put the, the keys in the, in the key holder. I march past the security guard and just give him the goddamn stare of death. And then, uh, as, uh, and then, get to the boat and I hop in the boat and I said, well, that was a goddamn shit show. <laughs> um, I think it's too close to dawn to uh, go and connect with your, uh, your uh, adoptive sire or do anything else tonight. So can we begin the next scene the next night as you rouse? Indeed we can. Give me a rouse roll. Um, to see if you are getting hungrier as the uh, hours pass. The sun comes up, crosses the sky, goes down, and you add another point of hunger. Oh, good. You are angry at your at the prince of the city and going to see her with a uh, three in hunger, I believe. Yep. Um, great. That should go smashingly. Um, is that where you are, in fact, headed, or do you want to do anything else? Um, no, I'd like to head right on over to the prince's lair. Great. Um, uh, as I leave the, the, our little cool hideout uh, for the Lost Boys and Girl, I go, thanks for the help last night, Curtis. I owe you. All right. And hey, you're right. I think you may be right about this whole dog thing. Don't so. wear the leash. Don't let them put a leash on you. And then Ruby goes, roof, roof, roof. off-leash lifestyle. No chains. <laughs> No masters. <laughs> the hashtag off leash lifestyle. Mm -hmm. All right. See you on the forums. Um, yes. Um, thank you, Curtis.
And now, uh, Miles, you head uh, to the U.S. Steel Building. The security guards know your face well. By this time, they give you access to uh, the 60th floor. And soon uh, you are climbing that staircase again, looking out of the beautiful city of Pittsburgh, the oh, glowing yellow just... lights. Uh, he's it. not even appreciating it tonight. The city he loves, he's storming right past it. And finally, you have uh, made it to her office. Uh, and in her office, you still have to like hit a buzzer. And then she uh, lets the big oak doors unlock and open. And she's like, Miles, what did you find? What's your game, Adelaide? Game? Yeah. Just what are you trying to accomplish with me? Hell, you see, the first thing you have me and these other good, innocent folks do is track some maniac down. I get attacked by a werewolf, have my damn arm ripped off. And the only thing you send me to do personally is look in some goddamn shipping container, which you know goddamn well what was inside of it. Are you raising your voice to me? You're damn straight I am, Adelaide. I don't know who the hell you think you are. If you want to punish me by killing me, you go right ahead. I'm already dead. And <sighs> you think that you can raise your voice to me, the prince of this city? You think that you can come in here and you can just <laughs> scream at me? I own this entire city. You think you can do that? You think you can do that with impunity? Why did you send me to that container? Are you trying to kill me? She um, puts her head down for a second and she goes, I didn't know what was in it. I'm not omniscient. I'm not playing games within games like you think I am, Miles. And if you want to know what my deal is with you, I'm fascinated by you. <laughs> Well, your spirit should be broken by now. You should be my plaything. Do you know how many toys I've broken and thrown on the rubbish heap? Is that what you want, Adelaide? You want to just use me up like some goddamn toy? No. If you want any questions answered about that container, you can go searching 150 feet in the goddamn river. You threw it into the river? What was in it? What was in it, Miles? You're asking the wrong thing. It wasn't what, it was who. And if you want the answers, you can go ask her. Go ask Bex, because I can assure you, she's 150 feet in that goddamn river. And I turn around, and I'm prepared to walk out. <laughs> um, she uh, hits the lock on her door. And is like... I didn't know you would find Bex in that container. I have no idea why Obadiah is moving Kindred via a river lock system. Well, she wasn't like how well, we saw her before. She was some. She was a maniac. Or she was possessed. She was probably quite hungry. Miles, the manifest said that the the container was placed. At the dock, like, days ago. Well, she'd had nothing but to feed on but dogs. And 
I mean, it does not take a rocket scientist. She's anarch. So Obadiah is as well. Or something. I don't know. It's not up to me to figure out. If I didn't an- actually get a chance to talk to her. She was trying to rip my goddamn head off. If she's anarch, I would have liked to have spoken with her. You can go ask her your damn self. Maybe I will. Um, and then she unlocks the door to her office and then, uh, you see her like, like get on her intercom and be like, bring me TJ Cope and, uh, Churchill Jackson, um, immediately. Um, where do you want to go now, Miles? Do you want to stay at Elysium? Do you want to go deal with your own shit? Do you, uh, it's up to you. <laughs> uh, I'd like to go, I'd like to, eyeing, eyeing the, I'd like to, on my way out, grab a shot of <laughs> blood, I guess, gulp, chunk one back, <laughs> and then, uh, and then go try and just, I think this emotional moment of having this overlord trying to make me her plaything and all this kind of stuff. I've got Amy, my sweet, sweet daughter on my mind. I just, I know I'm not going to go talk to her or nothing. I don't want to break any goddamn vampire rules, but I just want to see that she's okay. Cause I know she's got that bonehead boyfriend. Right. And she's working from the enemy. So I just want to go. I just want to look at her. Jared is when I see her. No, that makes sense. Yeah. You would just want to go and look at uh, your touchstone. Your, your, the, the person that means more to you than anything else in the world. So I think that you do. I think that you walk. I think you walk through the city that you love. Uh, and, uh, you know, more than an hour passes, but your legs never feel weary. They don't feel weary anymore. Um, the blood just keeps pumping through your system and keeps you moving. And eventually you're standing outside the modest little uh, two-bedroom home that she shares with Tyler, her good-for-nothing boyfriend. Um, and you're standing out there and you're looking in through the window and you see that they're uh, watching television together and they're laughing. Amy is laughing. He's her boyfriend. You know, Tyler's got this terrible haircut. It's like frosted spiked tips. And he's like, God, he doesn't have a shirt on. He's got his like Polynesian tattoos. He's a white guy. Like, and he's like saying something like idiotic. And like, your daughter is just laughing and laughing at him. And you are so far away. Uh, a single tear of blood. I uh, I reach into my pocket and take out whatever cash I've got. I don't know if it's probably <laughs> twenty five bucks or something. I don't know what cash Miles carrying on him these days. I stick it in the mailbox and close it. Um, let me see. Yeah. And then, uh, I just, I, I look at her, I try and take in the moment and you know what? I, my, my opinion slowly changes of like, maybe I don't like Tyler, but if she does, then as long as he's okay, maybe, uh, as long as he's good to her and then maybe I'll just leave him be. 
You look back one last time. Uh, you weren't being stealthy at all. And now you see that your daughter is kind of standing out looking into the dark. Like she heard something. And now she's going toward the mailbox. I run. I run. <laughs> okay. You run. Um, you run away. Um, and uh, you go back to your haven? Yep. Okay. Um, you go back to your haven, and um, when you wake up uh, the next night, um, you probably have to go out and hunt. Uh, make, give me another rouse roll. Uh, success. Great. Uh, no more hunger, so maybe you don't have to go hunt. What is Miles going to do with his evening tonight? He's got his entire unlife ahead of him. <laughs> That's true. Um, what does he want to do? He's seen Amy. It's a bit. It's a bit like late to maybe start another fucking big boy. Uh, what? What could I? What? Could, what? What does he want? You. Hmm. He could, I think, you know what? He's had these couple, he's had a couple run-ins with some quite powerful vampires. And the rule is, as been stated, it's taboo to kill another vamp. But I think he'd like to fashion himself (laughs) a couple of sweet mahogany wooden stakes that he can keep, like, kept under his clothes. Yeah, interesting. So he starts working on those, and uh, why don't we go ahead and see how that goes? Give me a dexterity plus a craft roll, right? Craft is. Yep, there's a dexterity. Yeah. yeah. Does hunger dice play into account? It will, actually. How about three successes? Oh yeah. Um, just as he's like finishing the, the, you know, the finish on one of his like beautiful steak weapons. Um, suddenly, um, you hear, uh, from outside, like outside your haven, like someone just like hit a siren for a second. All right. But I know who that is. I, uh, go downstairs, pop my head out expecting to see, I forget his name, but I know he's a ghoul. (laughs) Detective TJ Cope. (laughs) Yeah. Look who it is. You fucking ruined my day, asshole. (laughs) Well. Join the rainy day club. Yeah, I've been on the clock all day cleaning up your fucking mess. Get in. Adelaide wants to see you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Stakes. (laughs) Stakes on person under my clothes. I get into the car. The fuck were you thinking? Dropping that container into the fucking middle of the Ohio River. Well, next time you're attacked by a yeah, hunger crazed vampire with skin of stone. You can make a different call. <laughs> okay. I don't get it. I don't get why a fucking like you were given the gift. It doesn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's a gift, TJ. I mean, look what I'm look what I'm having to do. Can run around the city talking. Uh, being used as some pawn. I 
I tell you, the games they play in that place, you don't want to be involved. I already am involved, okay? I am a key to the prince's plans in this city, all right? Yeah. And, and when the gift is given to me, you're going to see how I use it. And why would you? Exactly. Why do you need to, to change? You're already the key person in this whole thing. I boost his ego. <laughs> <laughs> he stops in front of the building and he's like, uh, okay, Miles. And by the way, she wants to see you downstairs. Sub-level sure. two. Before I go, TJ, when was the last time you even had a taste? <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't want you. I don't want your blood. Oh, okay. Thought we could have had a little partnership going on, but, uh, if you don't want this blood, I don't. I'll just keep it in my sack. <laughs> yeah, the prince is waiting. I... Your daughter's pretty, by the way. Uh, he shuts the door <laughs> and starts to pull away. <laughs> I, I, I grab the bumper and try to rip it off. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Give me a strength roll with your potent's extra dice, and let's see if you rip off the bumper of this car. Okay. Strength roll, potence. Strength plus, you can use brawl for this, of course, as well. Oh, uh, okay. I got uh, three successes. Uh, I think you rip like kind of half of it off. <laughs> and now he's like driving a car that's like dragging the bumper <laughs> along the ground. Um, but he just keeps going. That's good. It's good in the end. <sighs> okay. Um, you walk into the U.S. Steel Building and Churchill Jackson's standing there waiting for you. And he's like, the fuck was that? Don't. Don't you or TJ or anybody in this whole goddamn place ever mention my daughter again. You're one crazy old man, you know that? He opens the elevator and hits sub-basement, too. All right. Um, so, <laughs> Churchill. <laughs> you, yeah. uh, We're going to go the full length of an elevator ride right now, role-playing. <laughs> what's uh what's the beat on this place i mean how how in the goddamn holy hill do you know who to trust it's a den of snakes well i follow a very easy to understand strategy miles i look for people that increase risk the masquerade and to the camarilla and those are the people that I choose not to trust. For example, a kindred who drops a cargo container into the middle of the Ohio River, and I have to spend all night figuring out how to get it out. That's the kind of thing that would make me to not trust someone. Ding! We're here. <laughs> the door's open. 
and uh, you're walking cool that night. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking down. Well, hey, you know, as your storyteller, I'll say I don't think you did anything crazy, but you definitely <laughs> pissed all these guys off. Sure. Um, well, that's Miles, baby. That's Miles. That's Miles. He's unpredictable. Um, pretty soon, uh, you're taken, you know, into one of those machine rooms underneath the building here, and you are looking at Bex, and she looks like. I mean, 50 miles of bad road, like just all torn up. She's tied to pipes. Boy, this is a familiar scene. You've seen this before, except in this room, I will tell you that there are now um, a bunch of like large plastic packing crates stacked up uh, against one wall, and they all have like heavy locks on them. Um, There's like a lot of them. They weren't here before. Um, Adelaide is here. So are several ghouls, and Adelaide is talking to uh, Bex. Okay, what's she saying? Well, Bex is going, and that's all I was able to find out. And Adelaide's like, well, that wasn't hard at all, and I want to apologize for how you've been treated. Um, Clearly, um, there were some oversights made. Uh, but we're glad to have you back. Wait, wait, wait. Why is everybody all release like, her? Uh, and the girls come her. up and they release Bex um, from her uh, bonds. And she looks at you and is like, Thanks for helping me out last night. Uh, and then she walks past you. Yeah, no problem. Adelaide says she'll be rejoining the Camarilla. So I don't believe that she is actually an anarch. Well, what was she doing in that container? She says that when she was branded an anarch a month ago, she went to Obadiah Griffin, whom she had an understanding with, whom she had been working for for a while, and Churchill's like, yeah, she was supposed to be my enforcer. And she was doing the things he told her to do, following his agenda. And Adelaide's like, true. But that's why she knew she could go to him for help. And when she went to Obadiah, he understood that he needed to get her out of the city for a while. And in addition to that, he was conducting his own investigation into the Anarch infiltration of Pittsburgh. She's been to Cincinnati. She's been to Detroit. And when she needed to get out in a hurry, Obadiah, through Flowcom, was able to provide a quick exit from her, for her from the city of Cincinnati. She's given us a lot of valuable information. She tosses a notebook to you. Uh, it looks really battered. And it's so, got like some blood on it. So wait, okay, I'll okay. Got the notebook. So she, uh, she was in that container of her in her own on her own will. That's right. It was the way that she escaped from a very tense situation when she was undercover as an anarch in the city of Cincinnati. Oh God, damn it! Uh, uh, Adelaide looks at you and goes, you failed me, Miles. 
I had to clean up your mess. I hardly doubt that. You think if I'd have put that container back on the stack, no one would have gotten it to you before, gotten it, gotten to it before you? Putting it at the bottom of the river ensured that it was only you, the highest capacity of the Camarillo that could retrieve it. You all think I'm crazy, but I'm 12 steps ahead. I think you are crazy. And it's what I like about you. <laughs> but now I have to show you something. Eh? Read what it says on those crates over there. Uh, waltz on over, take a gander. Uh, they do have labels. They've been put on them with a label maker onto this these really heavy, like, you know, padlocks and chains that have been wrapped around them. And the one at the top uh, says stew. Okay, it's a label. Stew. The barfly. It has his full okay. name there. Another right. one says Jake Nixon. And another one says in 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 quotation marks on a label, buddy. How big are these crates? Like coffin size? Large enough to hold a person, yeah. Okay. Um, and then why, she's like, Why are you showing me this? Read the one at the bottom. Read the one at the bottom. And it says Miles Vanderbuck on it. I turn around. <laughs> um, she uh, just puts her wrists forward. Uh, I'd like um, to resist this now. Okay. How do you want to resist? You want to, yeah, you want to resist it. She's like, I'd like to essentially now. just walk away and hit the elevator button and go upstairs. That's how. Oh, like then I'm going to need a willpower roll. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to need three successes. How does one? Do you gain the willpower back if you've slept? Because that has happened. Um. No. No. You gain the. Oh my God. You. Uh, you are a clever little player do you know why you're a clever player <laughs> oh. you gain the willpower back by having a meaningful exchange with a touchstone you went to see amy <laughs> oh, yeah you get a willpower back yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. all right great <laughs> seven two all right here we go all those dice, and that's what I got. What did you Hold get? on, I'm going to use a willpower. Can I? Um, not for a willpower roll. <laughs> oh, fuck! I got one success out of seven dice. She says, "I am your prince." On your knees now. Oh, is everybody else there? No, they've left. In fact, okay. when you turned around from seeing your own name on the coffin, you noticed ominously that Churchill and the others were gone. I really wanted to resist this one. All right. Also, you tried. You tried your best. I'll uh, plop down on my knees and give her a slurp. Mm. And even though part of you is screaming <laughs> that they are destroying you, the other part of you thinks, God, it tastes better than ever. 
And I am uh, very sad to say that you have now taken a stain on your humanity. And the reason you have is because one of our chronicle tenants is do not make the, let them make you their slave. Oh. And with the third taste of a blood bond, Miles has done that. So oh. Miles now also takes a stain on his humanity. Thomas, I hope you um, so what, you understand. That I, I should take away a pip? No, it means um, from the other side. And, you know, our PDFs might be a little funky, but... On the other side of the humanity track, you start putting in X's that show humanity can never raise above that until the stains are removed. Um, and so you um, you have now taken a stain. It's going to be harder to increase your humanity in the future because you have broken the chronicle tenet that you are not allowed to make let them make you their slave. So um, wait, I'm a slave to I'm a I'm a what does that mean? Okay, so. It doesn't literally mean you are completely dominated, mind controlled, that you just are like, I must do what Adelaide says. But you are effectively in love with her. Like she is she has um, as much as much uh, effect on you as a child or a a, a spouse. Like she is a important, if not the most important person in your life. And betraying her, hurting her are unthinkable. Okay. Uh, well, is it is it an um, or do you have maybe you don't have to answer me this? Is it an unbreakable bond? Oh, there are ways to break it, and they are they are long, hard roads that. <laughs> could become the focus of entire storylines well you know what i'm i'm disappointed as a person who plays in miles but i think narratively that's pretty great that he's a slave to adelaide and he had a chance to be strong and he did he almost i mean he i mean he had all that willpower it's possible i mean i was gonna uh, to be honest if he had rolled the successes i was gonna let him out of it i was gonna let him get in that elevator but now tonight we leave Miles Vanderbuck just in ecstasy as he sips oh. from the wrist of arguably the craziest fucking vampire in Pittsburgh. Uh, and that great. is our session for tonight. <laughs> that makes me a total liability in this group. <laughs> <laughs> Be prepared to kill your friend. Thanks for listening. Keep up with our schedule and find out about all the cool things we have planned by following us on Twitter and Instagram at underscore stream of blood underscore. We're on Reddit at r forward slash stream of blood and join the stream of blood Facebook group. This podcast is produced by Andrew Struther, Brian Baldinger, and Clinton Trucks. I've been your storyteller, Jared Logan.